back with the third season. You're listening to Last Night's Coffee with Chuck and John. What's going on, Night Shifters? It is the official kickoff to summer. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like the way that sounds, brother. I like the way that sounds. Summer is here, although I kind of kick off summer with, uh, I think the Masters kind of gets you going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got Easter, Masters. That's very spring, It kind of gets you. Very spring. You, it's azaleas blooming. Azaleas are blooming. It's letting you yeah. know it's getting here, but now... Yeah. It is here. Okay. Hey, this is Last Night's Coffee with Chuck and John. I'm John. That's Chuck. We are here live together today. We don't do this often, but we felt like it was necessary for this episode. We are in the back porch, on the back porch. Yep. In the the middle of snake country. Yeah. We have our producer back. We've got producer Charlie. Young young Charlie's back. Say hey, Charlie. Hi. (laughs) No, you're supposed to say hey, Charlie. Hi. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> He's out of words right now. He's a little confused right yeah, now. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Um, but we're here. It's a great day. It started off kind of chilly, but, you know, it's Saturday of Memorial Day weekend. Um, we're going to get into some Memorial Day stuff here soon, in a minute. But, man, I just don't know what to say. It's It's... Well, let me go ahead and let the listeners know, I I showed up for our podcast today a little bit early, and I'm glad I did, because I I was in for a treat, man. Let's go ahead and tell them what I got to walk up up into. I just pulled up onto the shop uh, probably 20 minutes early for the podcast, just, you know, I was expecting Saturday traffic, I didn't hit it, I pulled up 20 minutes early, I I figured y'all would still be at the shop, and I get to see the race car. Yep. And so I pulled down there, and man, um, tell, tell the listeners that wh- where you guys were at, because this was awesome. Well, when we when John got here, we were fixing to roll it out to uh, run it up and down. We got a long driveway, so we can shake our car down here, make sure that, you know, all the gears are working, the brakes are working, it ain't trying to run hot, um, you know, just all your shakedown stuff. And uh, John got to be here for the maiden the maiden voyage yeah the christening the christening the christening of the driveway in the new car man it was uh it was awesome dude young charlie to see you driving that thing um you know just to be here and experience it um i recorded it i i I was the film guy i was the camera guy but just to be able to be here and record it was awesome man i was really happy that was great because i got to just be dad yeah, you got to be dad. And you got to enjoy the experience and just watch him. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was really awesome. Uh, young Charlie, please do us the honor of uh, let's crack open. Let's do the obligatory crack open of of these things. Oh, I already did it. Yeah. Dang man, I barely tapped mine. Great, great job. We cracked these root beers open. We've got to review uh, Smokey and the Bandit in just a little bit. So we're all yeah. enjoying our own types of beers here. Well, Me and Charlie got uh, root beer. Yes, because they're both non-drinkers. Mm-hmm. And I got a nice ice-cold Coors Light. 
Yep, yep. And uh, if you've been listening for a little while, you know that's because we've got to we've got to review Smokey and the Bandit, and hopefully you watched it or have watched it at least recently, and uh, you can uh, enjoy our review of it. Yeah, yeah. Charlie, so let's get, let's get back on this race car. Yeah, Charlie, tell us something, man. Tell us what it felt like. Well, when I first got out of the car, I was a loss of words. I was just so shooken because going from a little Toyota Camry to a big car, you know what I mean? And it's, the horsepower difference was crazy, the acceleration. It was just awesome. And yeah. <laughs> a lot of power. Have you ever yeah. driven a car with that much power? Never. Never? Never. That was your first time driving a car like that? Yeah. Wow. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that's a big difference because you were running the hotshot class before, and now you're going to be running the hobby class, and that's a totally, totally different experience. Like you said, you were driving a Camry before, a Toyota Camry, and now you're in a big boy car. So You're in a race car now, man. So, to put it in perspective, what was your fastest lap in the hotshot? A low 20. A low 20? You never broke into the 19s? Might have been high 19s. High 19s on a 3.8 mile track. This car out of the box should be mid 16s so three seconds faster right there and Charlie, you know and you feel good about handling that much power and all that yeah i know i can handle it oh how old are you charlie 14 you're 14 you ain't even got no learner's permit yet son you talking about getting out there and racing on these tracks like it ain't nothing yeah. you gotta love these race car drivers i do the confidence that they have <laughs> yeah is it's it's that it it's funny that this all happened on the same thing same day as the smoking the bandit review because it's that it's that bandit confidence yeah. that's just like I do what I do best is show off. Yeah. That you know? made the movie, right? Was was Bandit's confidence and his and his wit and his lines yeah. and all that stuff, both their lines. Uh but yeah, I mean, dude, to watch you in that car, Charlie, and to see this—you didn't stop smiling. I can't wait to to uh, look at these videos even closer and show you guys some of the slow mo videos I took and all that stuff. It's gonna—I'm really excited to watch you race this year, man. I'm super stoked. I'm so glad I got to be here for it. Yeah, yeah. glad you got to be here. <laughs> I, how do you uh, how do you feel moving up in class? How do you think you'll be received? Well, uh, at Sonoya, as such a young driver, I feel like pretty good because the announcers they, some of them like me, and since I'm a younger driver, that's making my way up into classes. I feel like kind of people be kind of watching and thinking, oh, he's gonna be good one day. You know so I mean? you're really you're earning your stripes. You're doing it the way you're supposed to do it, <laughs> right? And it is what you're saying. He's respectful of the other drivers. Um, he's not afraid. To go up to another driver that he sees that's doing that's doing good, and talk to him, and and get there, you know, fill him out. If somebody has something to tell him, he'll listen to him instead of going, "No, man, I know what I'm doing." You know, that's interesting. So he's got, you know, he's got that confidence enough to drive the car, but he's humble enough to listen. He's yeah. coachable. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's fantastic, man. What if you had to? Just curious, man, since since you just got to got to have that experience today, just curious, if you had your way, what would be your your shot as far as racing goes? What would be like your trajectory? Be. Like if you saw your path throughout racing, like what would be your path that you choose to I take? 
Like, is there a particular person, racer you'd like to get with and, and who, who you'd like to sponsor you or particular cars you'd like to drive or, tr you know, what, what, what kind of trajectory do you have in mind? Do you have any? Well, what I want to do is just after high school, go drive race cars full time. If I, since I'm playing football, if I don't get go anywhere after high school for football, I just want to go drive race cars and. And at that, that point, what do you think you'll be ru you'll be running the hobby car still? Hopefully, super light models. Okay, by I, that time. No, I don't know if by that time, but the goal. That's four years from now. Yeah. The goal is supers. Um, supers are expensive. Heck, it's all expensive. It's all expensive. And we don't. It's weird because we've always said that the the money comes when the time when it's time to move for us with for Charlie. The opportunity or the money comes yeah. for whatever reason it's there. We we can't explain it. It's really interesting. It might be a God thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. God's work. Yeah, if it's just showing up and being there, and you know what, Charlie, it. Looking back on it, you really have, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but uh, just because I have you sitting here, I'd like to point it out, man. You really have taken the, the right steps, and you really have done it the right way. Like, I remember, golly, when I when I met you, you were running BMX track yeah. racing. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, was a long time you, ago. you were running BMX <laughs> track racing, right? And then you moved up to uh, go-karts. You ran go-karts for a little bit. And then you and then you worked your way up into the hobby car. You've really done it the right way. You've taken these steps, man. You know, you've you've been a racer through and through. It's like you've known the steps to take. You you've you, and you've done it the right way. Right. It seems like for everybody, you I know it can come natural, but you gotta learn it. You know what I mean? Sure. Because you see these people that go in a six hundred two Charger, mm -hmm. and they never driven a race car in their life, and then they're going hitting the wall. They're going from just Playing nothing to one of the bigger classes that run at snow every week. Sure. And, I mean, it's a learning curve for everybody. Um, yeah. Luckily, you're able to pick up something from everything. In BMX, you learn to be aggressive. Yeah. yeah. You have to be aggressive. Them kids are out there throwing elbows mm. going down the track. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that it kind of it kind of teaches you from a young point from a young age that wiping out sucks. <laughs> it hurts, yeah. you yeah. know. It, it teaches you at an old age too, John. <laughs> well, because you know I, mean? I, I found out old guys don't bounce. <laughs> old guys don't bounce. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, do you want to let the listeners in on this story? Oh, I had never told the the story on the podcast when. So, Charlie's racing, and uh, I'm like, well, if Charlie can do it, I'm I'm going to do it. You know, mm -hmm. three hundred pounds of Chuck gets on a a cruiser class bike. BMX bike. BMX bike, which the cruiser class is a 24-inch tire. It's made for uh, adults. It's a little slower. You don't jump it. You roll the roll the heels. Well, I come off the starting gate digging, boy. And uh, they you put these adjusters on the back wheels like a, like a motorcycle has, the chain adjusters. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I don't need that because I, I got the, you know, you don't have to have them, but... You need it. You, you can put them on there. Well, what I didn't realize is those also keep the wheel from sliding forward if you torque on that chain. So what oh. I did is I come off of there and I torqued hard, <laughs> you know, coming yeah. up that coming up the hill. Chain rolls off and I face planted into the tabletop at Peachtree City. Nice. 
And I thought I bounced back up. Like, I thought I was just like, ta-da. Mary Beth's like, I didn't think you were going to get up. <laughs> so, I was evidently there for a minute. You just don't quite remember, man. I don't quite remember. I ended up having to go to the chiropractor for my shoulder. Dang. Yeah, it was a... Uh, There's a little, like, hole in the track or going up the tabletop where his helmet dug in and it was like... Three, three inches deep hole. <laughs> and, and so, Dang, dude. So if you've ever been, you really wiped if, out. If you've ever been to, to Peachtree City for a, a local show, the announcer Pete, mm-hmm. um, he he goes, "Oh man, old dudes don't bounce." Oh, <laughs> dude, that's hilarious. I thought you were talking about. What we were talking, what what you were telling me before the the podcast, the story you were telling me about cutting grass and bouncing around on a lawnmower and having a sore back the next day. Look, man, that lawnmower yesterday was the roughest lawnmower I've ever rode. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. I you think, can't talk to me about a sore back from riding on a riding lawnmower. Come they, on, they man. had about sixty pounds of air in each tire. Oh, get out of here! Um, <laughs> Charlie, talk to your dad. I don't over know. Here. Charlie's like, Dad, that that lawnmower's rough. You don't. I'm like, Charlie, I've cut grass before. <laughs> I mean, I cut grass out here on a doggone. We was talking about it a while back. Uh, the the old school snapper. That's right. That's you know? right. So get on this big Troy built. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh yeah, no man. <laughs> By the time it was over with, I got up this morning. I couldn't hardly move. All kinds of rough shape, man. So. Uh, All kinds of rough shape. You're getting so old. I know. I know. Well. I like the I like the haircut though. It's got a lot of your gray out. <laughs> yeah, it got a lot of your gray. Out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got, I've been watching everybody graduate this week. I like all my friends' kids are graduating. Uh huh. And I'm like, man, that, I, that's, I feel so old. My friends' kids are graduating. Then I remembered Cheyenne Sierra yeah. is already graduated. And I'm fixing to be a granddad. I was about to say, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> man you're feeling where do you think you're at i know i know i'm like whoa your friends kids are graduating where do you think you're at i know you've got a 14 year old who is just driving a full-size <laughs> race car up your driveway dude yeah but that's different that's race car <laughs> oh my gosh you're hilarious i mean yeah you're fixing to be a grandpa pappy yeah yeah dude so pappy so yeah i had like i, I probably had me on Facebook, probably five or six friends that their kids graduated this weekend. So yeah, uh, I think one of Kevin Drum's kids graduated. Oh, congratulations, yeah. Kevin Drum, man! So, congratulations, big deal. Um, yeah, so I was like, golly, man! And it was like one. So one of was one of my friends' baby sisters, or she was a couple. I say his baby sister. She was only like a year or two behind us in school. Her da- daughter just graduated, and I, that's the one that got me thinking about. It. I was like, man, there ain't no way. She's got a daughter old enough to graduate, but yeah, she you've does. got two daughters that have already graduated. Sierra dude. graduated. Time is flying. Sierra graduated three years ago. Whoa! So Cheyenne graduated four, four years, years ago. ago. Holy smokes! Yeah, and that, Charlie's four years away from it. That puts it in perspective. I think right that's there. what messes me up because Charlie's going into high school this year. Yeah. High school. You're going to be playing big boy football. Yeah, man. And for uh, Skip Stone Academy. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm super excited. Your dad's been showing me a lot of videos of you practicing, Charlie, um, out there on the football field with Skip Stone. And I, I am really excited to see you do that, dude. I'm excited to see how you do there. 
Yeah, me too. It's you like fun. the coaches and all? Yeah, I like all the coaches because it's just a better environment. Okay, awesome, man. You know, you hear you hear these players uh, talk about the different cultures in these bigger teams. You know, mm-hmm. like like when they go from say from Georgia to Alabama or whatever. And um, I guess it's true too in the uh, high school ranks. Yeah, that there's different culture. Mm. Um, but you don't really hear about that much because most of the time, every high school player that's the only team they know is the team they sure they start with. Sure. Now, Charlie, how how do you how good do you feel about getting a starting position this year? I mean, I feel like I may be there because talking to some of the coaches and the players. And- feel good about it. You feel good about how you can contribute to the team now? Yeah. Right now. You don't need a year to sit. Because going, I didn't play eighth grade year, and, but I was still active and in the gym and stuff, so I still got the physical for it. You know what I mean? Sure. And that actually played into our favor, his favor because if I understood the coach right, had he played eighth grade, he would have had to sit a year. Mm. Because of gaps, because of transfer. Interesting. Yeah. So interesting. Since he so, didn't play eighth grade, it kind of worked <laughs> out. Um, here's here's an interesting little tidbit. Okay. Charlie's first game is August seventeenth. Sierra's due date is the sixteenth. But his first game is also is it look. Lanier, yeah, he's, we're playing in Lanier, so which is right way. up there by them. Oh my god! So is that not like one of them just cool, wow. cool things that works out? Wow. So Mary wow. Beth might not have to miss the game. Yeah, that would be interesting, man, because you know Mama Bear is going to be up yeah, there. Yeah, it's going to be tough on that first game. You know, Grandma's like, going to be up there, dude. Oh man, we got this kid having a baby and this kid's playing football. Oh my uh, gosh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that's going to be tough. Or if we're already up there. And, yeah. And know. she goes into labor or something if she's running late or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Man, you guys got a lot coming up. Yeah, a lot coming You got August, a lot coming up. August is going to be busy. Very busy. So this is a cool time. <laughs> the start of summer, dude. The start, the start of summer, of just summer, like you man. said. The start of summer. Oh, man. Dude, there's just something about that last week of school, that last day of school. <sighs> And, I mean, we're not in it anymore. Mm-mm. We're a long way from it. Mm. But you you know you got graduation is going on over here Yeah, last night. But while those kids are graduating, these other kids that were sen- juniors, guess what? They just became Senior. seniors. They just became the top of the – Top free, dogs. Top man. dogs. You top know, dogs. It was it's doggone – that's why Daisy Confused is such a great movie. Whew. You know, you're not lying, man. That, that's that transition. Yeah, and it's that 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 summer, that last day of school. Yeah, so. man, the last day. That's you know, I kind of live vicariously through my my children now because I make them go to like the last week of school. Like I make them go right. all the days because if they don't, they're gonna. Regret. Yeah, you're gonna regret not going to that last week of school. Like there was plenty of days where they wanted to not go. You know, and uh, because it's not a big deal, they're not doing anything. They had like crap days, but it's an important time to have those crap days and be bored and talk with your friends. You know what I'm saying? 
find out what what people are doing yeah. for the summer, you know, and talk about your summertime, what's going to happen. You remember when we was in school, the summer happened, and it's just like those people didn't exist. They did not exist for summertime. Now, like Charlie, they got social media. Yeah. Like, he's changing schools, but he'll still be able to keep up with people that he knows. Yeah, Used that's to when true. somebody changed school, like I was his age, they were just gone. They were gone for good. It's it like, could be the next school over. Yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah. It's like, so-and-so moved to Marietta. <laughs> yeah. gone. gone for good. Gone. They might as well be a child. It might as well be. Because <laughs> you wasn't ever going to see them again. You know what I found was crazy, and this might just be a, a sign of modern times, is when I was at Liam's school uh, for one of their event things, you know, during the last week of school, I went up there, and uh, the fifth graders was crying uh, about not seeing each other for the summer, you know? Crying. Fifth graders. Do eighth graders do that? I was glad The girls? Some yeah. of the girls were crying. They were man. posting on their Instagrams like, I'm going to miss, like, I'm uh, uh, going to never get to see y'all again. <laughs> oh, man, Charlie. <laughs> Char- Charlie. He's not always the social butterfly. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it sounds like this new school is going to be uh, a good school for you, though. It really does. Yeah. It sounds like this new, this new school will fit you well, and I'm excited to see what you do there, man. Yeah, Me too. Because those people at that school that actually know what a race car is. hey watch they, out now. They actually got there. They've got a racing program, some extracurricular stuff that's actually dedicated to racing. That's really awesome. I mean, you. I know that there's a big, long uh, waiting list to get into that school. And so um, I'm just excited that you got the opportunity to go. Because it, it sounds like a really good school. It's, it, there's a reason why that waiting list is long. You know what I mean? Right. It sounds like a real good school, dude. Well... You ready to get into the notes? Yeah, I'm ready get to get into, into the into, meat. We're only about 20 minutes in. And potatoes of this <laughs> podcast... Sure, man. We ain't got a whole lot to talk about. All right. Young Charlie's tapping out. Right, He's bye. had enough. Thanks for producing, Young Charlie. Yes, sir. Half the show, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, we have had another celebrity death. And we haven't, we've, we've kind of laid off. We've had yeah, some, we, we, we haven't been really getting into them. I think Jerry Springer was the last one we addressed on the show. Yeah, that was a big one. Oh. This one, though, this is the queen of rock and roll. It is, it is. I mean, this woman, she's got so many hits. It's really unbelievable um, to think about, like, how many of her songs I know the words to. Yeah. Like, I can what's flip your through favorite? Her okay, is, well, what's your favorite Tina Turner song? Oh, yeah. We lost Tina Turner. We lost her. We, <laughs> we haven't even said her We're like, you got to guess who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tina Turner. R.I.P. Tina Turner. Um, <laughs> look, the best is, is hard to beat. You're simply the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that is an incredible song. Like, I love that song. Proud Mary. Her version of Proud Mary. Come on. You feel it. Come on. You feel that person working on the river. Come on. You know, work you know, they they never seen the good side of a city. Yeah. Till they took a ride on a riverboat. It's uh she's got quite the catalog, dude. She's got quite the catalog and she she'll be sadly missed. I'm I'm very thankful for her contribution she has made though. 
yeah, uh, R.I.P. Tina Turner. Um, your your music probably inspired much of what we listen to now. More than likely. Before we had Taylor Swift, yeah, and Beyonce, yeah, you know all them, all them women, yeah, you know they, they. Well, I- you know what's unique about Tina Turner? Like, when... It's very, very rare that any newer artist, female artist, I hate to say this, but female artists, their voice really relates to me. Like, I can relate... You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I can be like, oh, yeah. You know, and I can really enjoy what they're... Even, even if I don't like the song, I can really enjoy their voice. Tina Turner, dude... She's got a voice that cuts through you, man. It's, mm-hmm. You can feel what she's singing. You know what I mean? It really amazes me how musicians are able to convey emotion like that. You know how some yeah. singers, like you, they have like tears in their voice or, or or joy in their voice. Like it's weird what music can do and how musicians are able to convey that to their audience. Yeah. Well, did you know? Is Waylon Jennings, good-hearted woman? Mm-hmm. Is written about Tina Turner. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I think it was Waylon and Willie were playing poker one night, and they had found out the news about um, her getting beat by Ike. And they said, "Well, she's a good-hearted woman." Oh. And then they oh. said, "Okay, let's let's go with this." Oh. And they're sitting there playing poker writing the song and Willie's wife is writing down what they're coming up with while they write that song and play poker. Oh man. That's pretty freaking awesome, right? That's a pretty cool story right there, dude. I didn't, I had no idea. Yeah. And one of her first, I also saw that one of her first albums was a country album. Really? Yep. Must not been any good because you really don't hear that much about it. No. Yeah, I mean, and her rock and roll voice is second to none. Right. And, and a woman, a female rocker, um, that is just freaking awesome. You take, you know, her, Joan Jett. Janis Joplin. Janis Joplin. Uh, Come on. Even Miley Cyrus now. Ooh. Since she, Ooh. Had, since she had the voice surgery Ooh. and she come back. Sound like she's dude. Sound. Some of her songs are unreal. Um, freaking mother's finest. Mother's finest. That's Stevie a, Nicks doesn't quite make the cut for me. Uh, it's not that. It's not that Stevie don't make the cut. She's a good voice, but it's yeah. not that freaking. It's not. Yeah. It's not rock and roll. Yeah, it's not rock. And it's roll. rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> what about Courtney Love? Courtney Love had a voice she had a voice <laughs> and, <laughs> and she also had a shotgun oh dang or knew somebody did. <laughs> man i tell you what sad times sad times sad times man i didn't mean to bring the podcast down what else do we have to talk about this week man what, what else is on well the you know it's memorial day <clears throat> oh yeah there was a reading you wanted me to yeah do. um so can you pull that up for me yeah my uh my my friend, and I, and y'all probably know him. Oh, uh, Rick Minner. He's a uh, he's a columnist, right? He, uh, he used to write for the AJC. Okay, I believe it was AJC, uh, or it might have just been. 
or was he for the Constitution before he retired? They combined. I can't remember exactly. But anyway, so he still does. He does a racing blog, and he does a blog with his farm. Okay. And usually, he he's a big history buff. So usually, there's some history in in most writings that he does. And I found this interesting when he was talking about with Memorial Day coming up, talking about Pearl Harbor and how it affected the little community at Inman. So if John, if you'll just read these these paragraphs here from his latest blog. Starting up here with the Yeah, starting With that story on my mind, I asked my dad, now 92 years old, how he heard about Pearl Harbor. He said that Sunday, like many others, he had gone home from church at Inman Methodist with his cousins to Uncle Walter Birch's house on Georgia 92 between Inman and Woolsey. The boys were in the yard washing the car and heard the news on the radio. They drove to Fayetteville to the drugstore on the square, looking for more information, but not learning much. The next day, my dad said, the entire school, the entire, the entire student body gathered in the school auditorium to listen to President Roosevelt's famous speech about the day that will live in infamy. Afterwards, his teacher, Miss Pullen, asked his sixth grade class what the news meant. When no one else spoke up, my dad said, it means we're in a war. Wow. That? Wow. Sixth grade. Sixth grade. It means we're in a war. This guy's dad was 92 years, and he's 92 years old. He asked his dad, his dad was in sixth grade when it happened. Yeah. So he was two years younger than Charlie. 11, 12 years old. Yeah. Man, imagine, there's so much, you know, we lost... I think 400,000 plus U.S. soldiers in that war. Mm. Um, Im- imagine, though, the the thing that really got me with that when I read that was we live in this 24-hour news society. Yeah. So when 9-11 happened, it was on every channel. Immediately. Immediately. I mean, we're all sitting there watching it. Yeah. We're at work listening to it on the radio. Yep. You know, I remember going to uh, meet Dad for lunch at Mojo's, and it was we're just sitting there. It's dead silent. Yeah. And people are just watching, we're watching the footage of it. Yeah. Over and over and over and over again, those planes hitting those towers. When when Pearl Harbor happened, um, they went to town. <laughs> So, yeah. so if you're not from around here, Inman to Fayetteville is probably, what, about five or six miles? Yeah, something like that. It's just outside of Fayetteville. Yeah. So they, they rode into town to see if they could find out more information. Yeah. That just, that part blew my mind. It's really cool, man. It's really, yeah, I found that very fascinating while reading it, and I've read it before when you sent it to me before. Um, it's really, really crazy to think about how information is transmitted um, and how quickly it's transmitted. Look, I before we go I, I, to ad break, I, I want to talk about something. I'm kind of stealing it from another podcast, but it's a topic that really struck me, man. Can you imagine with World War II, Memorial Day, all these things on the topic of mm-hmm. at hand, 
can you imagine getting drafted? And you're like, hey, but I'm just a kid. Like I, like I, no, I'm gonna go to school. Like I, like hey, I, I'm in love. Right. Like hey, wait a minute. I, I, I want to go have kids and like get a house. Like what do you, what do you mean? What well, do you, like can you imagine? Like put yourself. It, it, like it, it's funny you say that because if you read the rest of that plot, other than just the screenshot that I sent you. One of their cousins or somebody, somebody at Inman uh, went off to war. So that war was drafted, went off to war, went to uh, boot camp. And I think within three weeks of leaving boot camp was dead. Wow. They, his family wow. never, his family never saw him in uniform. Once he got on that train to leave. That there, was it. That was it. Three weeks. Three weeks after boot camp, gone. Went to the Pacific Fit Theater. Can you imagine? Oh. Like, like, hey, wait a minute. I've got a, I've got responsibilities. I've got stuff to do, man. What are you talking about? I gotta go to war. Yeah. And they're like, no, you gotta go to war. Your yeah. name's called. Yeah, you're it. But I also think about that too, and I don't know. The the there's kind of a side of me that's very not. For war. Yes. And I was thinking the other day, what if everybody that, you know, it's always, it's never the senator's sons that go to war. Never. If they do, they get some kind of easy job. You know, they're flying in the, well, flying in the National Guard on the state side, you know, kind of like our own George W. there. Mm. Um, what if we just decided... As a collective, hey, we're not going to fight anymore. Hmm. What if we just, what if they refuse to fight over some rich man's war? That's a really fascinating way to think about it. I've always thought about it that way. Why we fight these rich men's war? Why Why all of the, the these sons, you know, go I out mean, and die? I understand. We live in a country that was... Bought in blood. Yes, I understand. And and it's necessary to, to keep it free, but man, the wars lately have seemed more like a money grab than anything. It does. So what if what if they just refused? Yeah. What if they just refused? I don't know, man. We've got, you know, we're also not in the military, and we also don't see... We don't have that. We're not on the front line, so we don't have that mentality of... We we are not warriors, John. No. We, <laughs> we're we're not, mechanics. We're mechanics. <laughs> we are mechanics. But, you know, I've heard warriors who say the same thing. I have. I've heard it come out of some warriors' mouths where it's like, what are we doing? Why are we fighting? Yeah, I mean, guys came back from Vietnam saying that constantly. Yeah. We don't know what we were doing there. We were just killing people. Oh, we got a nice little visitor Nice, beautiful green grasshopper. Decided <laughs> to drop in on my cup. But yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I, that, and I don't want to take anything away from Memorial Day. Um, no, I don't either. We really respect everyone who's fought. It's not the people. It's not the people. Who have fought that uh, we're talking about. It's, it's the idea of war and hundreds of thousands of people dying. And maybe it's just... That's what I'm talking maybe about. Maybe it's the current climate that we're in with the things in Ukraine that are looming. Mm-hmm where it seems like we might be on the cusp of another war. It's been over a year we've been saying that, though. 
Yeah. So we're fighting a proxy war is what they want to call it. I know. I know. But that's what Vietnam was. I just feel like that's a high tension thing. That's just something to tense us up. And I'm not, again, not downplaying the war in Ukraine. I'm just saying, like. But then (sighs) you also look how our economy is when we're not at war. It's a lot slower. It's a lot slower. It's a lot slower. So, but Let, let's take a nap break and get this thing juking, yeah. ju- juking and jiving in a different direction. Yeah, How, what do you do say? That. Let's do that. Hey, night shifters! We've got a new sponsor, and that sponsor is Eileen Ayers with Bush Real Estate. You can find her at movingcowita.com for all of your real estate needs in and around Coweta County. Find her at movingcowita.com. John, let's talk about one of the best movies ever made. Ever made. Ever made. Not just in Georgia. Not just in Georgia. You know, the criteria for our our movie movie of the month is that it be filmed in Georgia. Yep. Or mostly in Georgia. Mostly in Georgia. There's actually a film, uh, a scene in Smokey and the Bandit that's filmed in California. Really? Only yep. one? Yep. Oh. It's the scene. It's one of the chase scenes. Oh. Where they go through this gas station. Uh-huh. It's when, uh, it's when Sally Fields driving. Would it have to be like a reshoot or something? It was actually the sizzle reel. Oh, really? Yep. They yep. wanted some shots for the sizzle reel, and then wind up yeah, making the get, movie to get the fun, the funding, and they, yeah. Ah, oh, interesting, interesting. <clears throat> what a fun movie it is, though, man. Like, it really gets you going. It gets, it just gets you in the mood to go out and drive and or go out and have fun. Go out and raise hell. Go, go do something. You go know to what Texarkana. Go, go to Texarkana. And Texarkana. get four hundred cases of Coors. <laughs> kind of what it makes you want to do, right? Yeah. Uh, and then race it on back to Georgia. And it ain't never been uh, done. Not <laughs> no truck. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do what they say can't be done. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm wearing my triathlon shirt today. Well, you, I, I'm wearing that. I, I didn't mean to, but that was from someone saying it couldn't be done. You did what someone said couldn't be done. So. That's right. That's right. Uh, I, I love that idea, man. And and the, the movie's so much fun. The way they have the the lines, the, the wittiness, like, it was, like, so perfect. It was so perfect. Uh, Hal Needham wrote and directed the movie. He was... Burt Reynolds' stunt double through most of his westerns career. Really? And he wrote the movie? He wrote the movie and directed the movie. It was his first movie. Yeah, I think we've talked about that. Um, Some say that the character of the bandit is based on himself. Mm. But, I don't know. (laughs) Um, That'd be pretty wild. Life. If, I mean, well, he was a Hollywood stuntman. Well, that's true. Back then, too, before the days again, before the days of social media, <laughs> before the days of social media, before the days of CGI. Yeah, you know, there's no CGI. No, gosh, no. In uh, Smokey and the Bandit, they made that car, that movie, 
they only had two cars to make that whole movie with. Yeah. Um, you can ride around here just north of Griffin and Jonesboro and go to almost everywhere they filmed that movie. Um, That's pretty interesting. Yeah. A lot of, now, one of the roads now, well, two of the roads, I think, are four-lane roads now. Um, of course, there was a couple scenes filmed in Helen. Yeah. Uh, the creek scene where he's driving down in the creek. Yep. That's actually the Chattahoochee River. Just north really? of Hel Helen. Oh. And it's, you tube part of that river. Like, so if you go tubing, it's actually on part of that section that you tube. That's pretty cool. Um, man, it's, but it's such a, it's a good movie. I don't, what's your favorite part of it? Look, Jackie Gleason, my favorite parts of the movie are parts that just couldn't be made anymore. Right. Like, when he sees the sheriff and he's like, you're a lot taller than I thought you'd be. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? No, you sounded taller on the yeah, radio. Yeah, you sounded taller on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. You sounded taller on the radio. Like, my favorite parts are those kind of things that you just can't yeah, you make can't anymore. Away. You can't get away with that anymore. No, like, um, I know they remade Dukes of Hazard in, like, you know, 2000-something, but I'm just, like, even that, they had to tone it down. I feel like they had yeah. to play it down so much. Like, you just couldn't make that movie. And those were my... It it brought back that awkwardness, like that. Uh, I don't know. It was just so much fun. It, it it it's very not a woke movie. No, it's not a woke movie. Yeah, it was just a fun movie. Nobody was worried about feelings. No. Nobody was worried about. They were just worried about Bandit getting this daggone beer back to the Georgia. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually had a friend. His dad was racing in that scene at the end, or some of the scene, the yeah. race car scenes and all. Yeah. It, they were up there running. Yeah. Um, and they was like, man, we thought these cars, because that was a one-mile track, and these were all short-track cars. <laughs> so they're like, man, we were going, it, they wasn't even running fast Yeah. for that track, but they were running fast. They're like, man, we had hoods just like all bowed up, and it yeah. was it was pretty wild. That's pretty funny, man. Um, but I think, I think one of my favorite scenes and I I forgot about it until I watched it last night, is when when Sheriff uh, has that interaction with that one cop, you know, after he's done knocked the roof off the car. Yeah. And he's like, you can't drive this on the road. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. And he gets out of the car, and he's just like, and that, you know, gives him the what for. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm sorry, sir. Um, I hope you have a good rest of your day, and I hope you get that guy. You know, some uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they said most of the script was there was no dialogue when they completed the script. It was all the action sequences. So the majority of the movie is ad libbed, and it makes sense because everything rolls off the tongue so perfectly. It's not like someone's reading. That's what I didn't like about number two. And I know number two was supposed to be included, and we, we watched it. But look, it's just not that good. When you watch number one, it seems like number two is all script reading. Yeah. Like, it seems all forced. And I, I, the storyline's hilarious. You There's know, things to get, you know, uh, to get the girl back in the movie and all that. Like, yeah, it's just, it all seems really forced to me. And... It's fun, though. It's fun, and I get it, and I know that they're... It, it was more Hollywood capitalizing. Oh, yeah, it was... Uh, 
you know, why you why why are we gonna do this? Mm. For the money? Because the first one was successful? Yeah. For what the, do you mean? For <laughs> the money, for the glory, and for the fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But mostly for the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So so the premise the plot of the movie, they are paid eighty thousand dollars <laughs> to go to from Atlanta to Texarkana, Arkansas, pick up 400 cases of Coors beer, which at the time was not available across the Mississippi, mm-hmm. and bring it back to Atlanta in 28 hours. Yeah. Along the way, they pick up Frog. Frog. Played by Sally Field, which is the bandit. When you take the bandit's confidence and stoic, he's confident, yeah. but he's somewhat stoic. Oh yeah, with his hat. Yeah, and you got this chick he picked up on the side of the road that's asking him a million questions and for the beautiful. whole rest. Yeah, for oh the, my gosh. Yeah, but she's like asking him a million questions for the whole rest of the road trip. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How'd you get your name? Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Do you ever take your hat off? And he's like, I take it off for one thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, just. Question after question after question. Yeah. Yeah, it's really funny, man. It's really funny. She she cracks that nut, they would say. Mm-mm. She kind of has to crack that egg a little bit. Yeah. But she's, she's like... Dre- man, when she's in that wedding gown and she's looking <laughs> all fun and stuff, dude, it's all... Whoo! He pulls up and goes, I don't want to get married. He goes, she's like, that makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My gosh, dude. My gosh. And Junior? Holy smokes. That guy... Yeah, that's hard. That that's a that's tough, hard. Tough, tough job. That, that, Junior's a. That's tough. We all know that guy, though. We, we all know that guy. His dad's the sheriff, or his dad's this, his dad's that, and he's and he's Junior. Junior. <laughs> yeah. But and then of course we've got Jerry Reed, the that's, snowman. That's one. That's one part of the the movie we have not spoken about yet, and Jerry Reed. Is a gem of a character in the movie. He's, you know, he was such a good actor. Yeah. Um, his career. He's from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. His music career started off writing songs for Elvis. Mm-hmm. Or no wait, yeah, I was think it he, Elvis? he wrote. Songs I, I for knew Elvis. he was a songwriter. Yeah. He wrote Guitar Man, um, which his version of Guitar Man's awesome. Elvis trying to sing it is horrible. <laughs> And I like Elvis. Yeah. Um, but that's just probably his worst song, is him trying to cover Guitar Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because they want to try to Elvis it up. It's pretty rough. But Jerry Reed and this, and you know, and then they tell him, hey, you need to write some songs for this movie. So he writes these songs for this movie. And they're perfect. And, you know, they they played, they, they come to play together in some more movies. They end up in... Uh, Gator, or yeah, they end up in Gator together. Really, and he plays a villain. That might. I've got to pick the movie of the month. We're gonna stay in Burt Reynolds' land. Okay. All right. Okay. So Gator is the sequel to White Lightning. Okay. Um, but you can watch them independently. Okay, and that makes sense. And that still makes sense. All right. So I haven't seen this. Oh, you've never seen. I've never Gator? seen Gator. Well, uh, it was filmed in uh, Savannah, the Okefenokee Swamp, um, 
Tybee Island. Yeah. Dude, the scenes in Tybee, like it was made in like 89, 70, no, 80, 80 or 79, somewhere in there. But there's nothing on Tybee. Yeah. Like, they're right. It's like, good night. You can see the beach from a parking lot. Yeah. You totally know? different experience, right? Yeah. Than, than 40 years later. So. There's tons of Airbnbs and stuff like that out there now. Yeah. Tons of rentals yeah. and whatnot. So, but it's a great movie. And, and in this one, Jerry Reed plays a villain. That's really interesting. I'm excited. Is that going to be our movie of the month, I man? I believe that's going to be our movie. Right of the on, month. dude. Right on. I'm excited to do that. I'm excited. We got to. We we'll figure out how to watch it. If one of us have to buy I, it and share it with I each think other, it's or something. on streaming. Streaming. Last time I watched it, it was streaming on Amazon. I think. Okay, cool. Now here's a. Are you sure Burt Reynolds isn't our guy? I know we said Billy Bob Thornton no, last it's, week. It's Burt. It's Burt. It's got to be Burt. Reynolds, is it, are right? we sure Billy? Are we sure Burt isn't our I, guy? Burt Reynolds is so much cooler than anybody. In his time, in his time, for sure. You know, they actually said. That, uh, uh, dang it, I don't forget Uh-oh. his name. Uh oh, Bullet, uh, Steve McQueen. Uh huh. They actually said Steve McQueen said, "Hey man, you know it's yours now." You know he kind of took that spot, that Steve McQueen spot. Really? Yeah. Like you're the next. You're the next. You're the next me. Yeah, you're you're the next dude. Yeah. That's interesting. That's, you think there is like a handing of the torch type of thing? I don't know. Or it's like, hey, I think it's time for me to phase out. You know, <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know either, man. You but like think there is. Maybe. Who would be the cool? Who would be the guy who carries the torch right now? Um, Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. You think he'd carry the torch right now? I mean, you got him. Uh. You know, he kind of does the action stuff. He does a Matthew lot of action stuff, yeah. don't do the action stuff so much. Who? Matthew McConaughey. No. He does some funny stuff, but like that action He's comedy. He's done some. That action plus the action comedy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think those those kind of go in there together. So I guess it would be Ryan Reynolds, wouldn't you say? Uh, someone like that, I'm sure. Like if you was going to recast and make Smokey and the Bandit today... Who Maybe Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp's too old to be the bandit. Yeah, at this point. But Ryan Reynolds is still young enough to be the bandit. Yeah. Maybe at this point. Um who would be Snowman? So you you need that singer <laughs> actor crossover type situation. Trying to think, I don't know if Post anyone. Malone, Post Malone, that would be <laughs> <laughs> driving a caddy or something like that, driving an Escalade full of coke or something like, yeah. or reefer, yeah. legal weed from Cali back to Atlanta yeah. or something to, like that. Yeah, what would be your mind? You got to go to Colorado, yeah, and get get uh, twenty six pounds of weed <laughs> and bring it back to Atlanta. <laughs> that would be today's Smokey and the Bandit, wouldn't it? Right, because it's legal. It's only sold in certain states. Yeah. You can't get it over here. Dude, that would be a good movie. <laughs> right? Uh, should... Who would be who would Sally Field? Ooh, Margot Robbie. Who? Margot Robbie, man, from Wolf of Wall Street. Mm, okay. What do you think? Yeah, that'd be a good one. 
be a good one, wouldn't it? Who do you think? Who do you who, who do you have in mind? I was thinking more like Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, you think someone with a little little attitude, little attitude behind yeah. her? Okay, I can dig it. Margot Robbie's Australian; she's super yeah. fine. That's okay. Why. So we got that. Now we got. What about Cher? That's what I'm trying to think of. Bert. Burt Kreischer. Burt Kreischer. Burt Kreischer is Jackie Gleason's character. Name someone who could do it right now. Joey Diaz? Oh, <laughs> Joey Diaz would be the perfect chair. Wouldn't he? he would Uncle Joey, the, man. He would be the perfect chair. <laughs> Uncle Joey would be a really good one. Because Burt's getting a little fit. Uncle Joey's not worried about it. Yeah. And he's karate master. <laughs> Let's see. We're trying to think of. Larger comedians, yeah, that, yeah, that act as well. Yeah, <laughs> Joey Diaz takes the cake. Joey Diaz, John can, Goodman, John Goodman, John Goodman can do it. He's a little old because you got to do well. You got to be Joey older. Diaz because he's angry. He is angry. He can get angry so easy. Oh man, who's Junior? Now, Joey Diaz. Bert would be junior. Bert would be junior, wouldn't he? That would be hilarious. Bert would be junior. You're absolutely right. Man, I love this modern day Smokey and the Bandit. So, yeah. So you got Michelle Rodriguez and and she leaves Bert at the altar. <laughs> For Ryan Reynolds. For Ryan Reynolds, man. And he's just some old retired you know be a good stunt sheriff? man. I think, like, Vin Diesel might be a good sheriff. You think so? Maybe. What about Dave? No, not Dave Bautista. He he does have some good comedy in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just not the right kind of comedy. Yeah, he, he's... It's not the right kind of comedy. <laughs> it's very written comedy yeah. in, in yeah. Guardians. I don't know. I feel like Joey Diaz is a decent selection. It's just he's got the New York accent, so he couldn't What about be Chris Pratt? Playing the sheriff? Playing the sheriff. He's not old enough to be Bert's dad. We'd have to recast Junior. Mm, okay, so we'd recast it with... Junior, it's not really that big an actor it has to be. So... What about that little kid? What about that kid who played um, uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg on the social network? That little squirrely looking kid. He'd, he'd be a good one, right? He'd be good, but he's kind of old... Older too now. Um, of course, I mean when in Indiana Jones when, um, oh, was it? Which was the Last Crusade? When what's his name played Indy's dad? He wasn't, but like five years old. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. You know, you can you can take liberty with actors. Man. I, I like this modern day. I hope they could remake Smokey the Bandit now. We, I hope now, someone listens to this podcast and they're like, oh, What car would he drive now? I'm telling you, if it's Post Malone, is as Jerry Reed, they're driving a big old caddy. No, you still got to have 18-wheeler. That's what makes the movie. They're not bringing back that much weed. Dude, Why? <laughs> they brought back that much. It's a movie, dude. They brought back that much tours. <laughs> they're not bringing... <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Like a Ford Transit full of it? You think it has to be an 18-wheeler? It has to be an 18-wheeler if you're going to redo it. 
But what would what would Bandit drive? What would Ryan Reynolds drive? You can't do an Audi because Transformers already used it. Yeah. Or the Transporter. What did I say? Transport. Transport. Uh, Transporters already use the Audi. Can't do a Camaro because Transformers use Camaro. Right. And they're phasing that out. Maybe a Challenger. A Challenger? Or would you... You couldn't do a Mustang. No, you you know. Couldn't do a Mustang. No, you cannot do a Mustang. Um, Would you do a Tesla? Well, then... Would you do a Tesla? So when they they stop to have their walk in the woods... He's got to stop where char- charging is <laughs> yeah. at to charge, yeah. <laughs> recharge the car. <laughs> would you do a Tesla? It would have to be one with ludicrous mode. Exactly. Like the the baddest Tesla. Like the Tesla Plaid. He gets it as part of the deal. Kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, man. This I, I like this Smokey of the Bed that we got going on. The car is the hard part. And it's got this thing, like, it's got the, it's got this, the app on his phone, and he's all, like, having to jump out of the car on these action sequences, and he can just hit the app on his phone, and the car comes self-driving back up to him. You know what I mean? (laughs) And he can jump back in it. (laughs) But can you jump a Tesla over a creek? You can in a movie. You can in a movie, yeah. You can in a movie. Maybe, oh, man. Maybe you put Bandit in a truck. Ooh. In a pickup truck. You take a different approach. Yeah, you put Bandit more like an Escalade or, or something like that. Ah. You know, because some of these Escalades now with the LS motor. Get up and go, right? They get up and go. They got more horsepower than that car had. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. We'll see. I hope someone I hope someone hears this and puts this in production. Yeah. Help that, us out. That people. would be pretty cool. Share the podcast. But Man, we and you know we'll touch on number two a little bit. Um, you had the the race at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yep. Um, I actually know some people that were in that scene too. Really? Yeah, I've talked to some people that were in, in the truck race. In the truck race when they were uh, when they're changing tires on that one truck. Yeah, they're in that part. Really? Yeah. Did you meet him at the Richard Petty experience by any chance? No, I used to work for him. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and uh, he actually went on to race uh, big rigs. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So there was a series back then um, that those that the other trucks in that scene, other than uh, Snowman's truck, yeah, they were, ran. Um, those were actual racing big rigs. Racing big rigs. That's insane. That was a yeah. circuit. Yeah, turned way up, 10,000 pounds. And they had a tour where they went all around the country yeah. and all that. Yeah. That's wild, man. I didn't know that. That would be interesting. When, how long did it last? It was probably less than 10 years. I mean, that's an expensive hobby. That is an expensive hobby, but that's the type of stuff, like, you know, we see really stupid sports coming out nowadays, like this slap league stuff, dude. I can't get into the slap yeah. league. Like, when you can... When you've got... She loves a slap. You like slap league? Have you seen the midget? Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here and be... Look, I understand it's hard to take your eyes off of. I understand it's addictive. I get it. It's hard to take your eyes off of. But think about this. There's so many better athletes out there. Like, there's kickboxers. There's Thai kickboxers. American kickboxers. There's jujitsu guys. There's all these other martial arts that Dana White should know good and well that they're... 
They've dedicated their lives to their sports and being the masters. That would be way better advertised in America than Slap League. So if they were going to make a remake of Over the Top, it would be Slap League. (laughs) I mean, maybe. I have more respect for arm wrestlers and stuff like that than Slap League. Like, I can watch arm wrestling. Okay, but what about that woman? It's, and it's not the, it's, I guess I, it's not the athletes. It's just the sport itself. It's like, I see it and I'm like, man, there's so many better things they could advertise. Yeah. You know I what I mean? you're right. But what about that woman that got slapped and she come back up and her face was already swollen immediately? Did you I'm see that? I'm not one? putting any eyeballs on it. Okay. I'm refusing to okay. watch it. I'm off of social media anyway, but I'm refusing. Because that's what matters nowadays is the eyeballs, right? If right. I don't put my eyeballs on it, okay, yeah. I don't give them any money. And so I'd rather watch, like, I'll go deep into, like, these other martial arts watching, like, all these other uh, yeah. little leagues that are starting up. Yeah, like, that's true. I don't know if you heard about Francis Ngannou, the former UFC heavyweight champion, just got re-signed to a new fighting league called Professional Fighters League. Um, and it's not the UFC, but it's still an MMA league. But it's not the UFC. And it's like that's not even the number one organization anymore. And so I'm trying to give these other organizations a chance and watching that other than the Slap League. I'm I'm boycotting it. I'm different. Smokey and the Bandit won. How many beans? How many coffee beans? Out of five, right? Yeah, I think so. Isn't that what we said? Was it four or five? I don't remember. I think it's five. Okay, out of we don't even remember our own, our own know, rating race, system. Race, race. I'll give it a... Uh, Smokey the Bandit gets a solid four beans from me, Okay, man. It's like a four... I want to give it a four and a half. Can I give it a four and a half? Yeah, give it four and a half. Okay, four and a half beans. I'm giving it five. You're giving it a full five? Because the only movie that beat it out that year, when they come out, was Star Wars. Right. Um, now, Smokey the Bandit 2, half a bean. Half a bean, dude. I'm not a fan anymore. I used to think it was a fine movie until I watched it back to back with the first one. It yeah. totally changed my perspective on it. Uh, Smoking the Bandit three, which you haven't even watched it. Half it don't even get a bean. It don't even get one bean. It don't even get a bean. It's not even half. Well, Burt Reynolds ain't even in. Is it, it instant coffee? Ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an instant coffee for sure. It is like that, bad, like that, that pour in that and stir. Sanka, that bad oh. Sanka. Oh man, um, that's rough. And then you take. Did you know there was a TV sh- show? They did, <laughs> no. So they no. did a How reboot. Bad was that? They did a reboot in the late nineties. Okay. Of uh, Smokey and the Bandit, and it was a TV show. On what, like on a network? Yeah, on network TV. Wow. It wasn't that bad. They had no-name actors, type of low-budget yeah. thing? Yeah. I'll have to look into this. I'm sure there's footage of it on YouTube. I'll have to look yeah, it there, up. It, it, now, I will tell you this. We had, when I worked at uh, the Richard Perry Driving Experience, they used one of their cars in one of the scenes. Oh, that's cool. And they had busted out of the back of the 18-wheeler with the... Were you working there yet? No, I wasn't working there yet. This was people telling me about the car. So they busted out of the back of the 18-wheeler with that car. Like, that was the car used in the stunt. Whoa. They said that car got bent so bad, but they were still having to use it because they were short on school cars. Oh, jeez. That it wore tires out like crazy, and they, they never could get it square. It's <laughs> crab walking the people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. So. Oh, man. Well, dude, are you ready for, uh, we, I'm, the Gator is this, Gator 
Gator is the next Gator movie. Gator is this month's movie. Okay. The Gator June, is uh the June movie of the, the month. June movie of the month. Gator, Gator I got a birthday in the in the month of June. You do have a birthday in the month yeah. of June. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm getting I'm I'm getting old. Uh, Thirty five. Gator McCluskey is uh Burt Reynolds character's name. Looking forward to it. And uh it's a it's a pretty good movie. Got some illegal gambling, some moonshine, some violence. Right on. It's a lot darker movie than Smokey and the Bandit. So, it, good change of pace. Good change of pace. Good change of pace. And Bert might be our guy. So Bert, sir, he might be our go-to guy. He might be our guy. All right, are you ready for? Uh, you ready to talk about a little this week in history? Let's do it. All right, man, so this week in history, May 29th, I don't remember how long ago. It's May 30th. May 30th, okay, I'm sorry. May 30th. A long, long time ago. Long, long time ago, the very first Indianapolis 500 was run. Boom shakalaka. And you say it's, it's, this is a, a recognition of the start of summer for you. Yeah. For these three races in particular. So, so. Memorial Day weekend, the Sunday particularly, is the greatest day in racing. If you watch the Formula One race, Indy, and the NASCAR race it, in its completion, you will watch 1,275, I think it's 1,275 miles of racing. Yeah. Or 1,100. So it's a lot. So you got the Coca-Cola 600, the Indy 500, that's... 1100 miles and then whatever they run in at Formula <coughs> One at Monaco. That's pretty cool. That's a sweet trio yeah, so right you, there. You get up at seven, you had to get up at be up by 7 30 in the morning to watch the start of Monaco. And then when it's over, you roll into the pre race for Indy. Then you roll over into the pre race for uh, to watch Indy. Then you roll into pre-race for nascar and then boom that's a really cool thing man um do you do that every year do you watch all three every year not every year not every year um i know you're not a big f1 guy not since i started working at night okay it's really hard to make that boring <laughs> yeah there has been and mary beth can verify there has been days where i've sat there and watched all three races hadn't there <laughs> this is an audio show. You have to do more than nod your head. <laughs> it's okay. She's not a podcaster. <laughs> we are professionals at this point. You know, we're on, I think, episode 21, 22 of season three at this yeah, point, so dude. We're, we're, We've been doing this a long we're time. We're getting in there. But, <laughs> All right. Uh, so this week in history, the, the Indianapolis 500, the man. The Indianapolis 500 and the greatest day in racing. Greatest day in racing. You heard it right here on last night's Coffee with Chuck and John. And Mary Beth is supplying the meme of the week this week. Shoot it on over here. Let me see that thing. Mama always said life was like the meme of the week. You never know what you're going to get. Pulling it up right now. She's showing it to us. Here we go. Them. Now, don't be dramatic, but the coffee maker broke. <laughs> Me. Ah, falling over in pain. <laughs> yeah, holding my heart. You ain't lying. 
That is me to the T. If I ain't got, and it's got to, I'm getting so bougie in my older age, man. It's got to be my coffee, too. You are, you've always been bougie about your coffee. I'm getting worse about it. I'm getting worse. I don't hardly stray When's from my coffee When's the last time you anymore. had gas station coffee? <sighs> Couldn't tell you. Really? Couldn't tell you. Wow. You know, uh, the man who we named the podcast after, uh, Old Man CC. Yeah. He brought me gas station coffee a few years back. That's probably the last time I've had it. Really? Mm-hmm. He showed up at work one day just with some gas station coffee to say hey. I'll drink some gas station coffee. Yeah. I'm not. I like my good coffees. Yeah. But I'm not opposed to a, just a gas station coffee. I, I, I'm just at home all the time when I make my coffee. Okay. Mary, I've gotten what about you? rather particular. When's the last time you had a gas station coffee? Probably Bucky's. Oh, really? They got pretty You good. like Bucky's coffee? Bucky's got real good coffee. We buy their K-Cup sometimes when we go down there. Really? Yeah, they're pretty Can good. you only buy it at Bucky's? Yeah. yeah. They, it has the Bucky's brand on it. They've got... Uh. So they got those coffee makers at the get, that... that grind, do the little, you hear it go... And it grinds them and then makes your cup of coffee. Yeah. So that's pretty fresh. It's a pretty good cup of coffee. Right on. Um, I have had... Have you ever had rest area coffee? No. I didn't know rest areas had coffee. Okay. I've only ever seen vending machines at rest areas. So, there's... I don't know if they got them anymore or not in Georgia. But down in South Georgia, one of the rest areas had a coffee vending machine. And the cup drops out, and if you get sugar in it, the sugar goes clunk. <laughs> then, then it sprays a little creamer in there if you had creamer. Ugh. And then it sprays this coffee. It's like... Ugh. Dude, it sounds it sounds awful. I had it black, and it was the worst cup of coffee that I you remember, you had a cup of that that time. Holy smokes! It's instant coffee. It, but Ugh. you know it got us going. I mean, if you say so, it dude. got us going. And and in a pinch, sometimes you need that. We were tired that day. I mean, yeah. it was it was one of the days where we had to have something. Right. I get it, man. I get it. Well, look, it's been a good show. I've really enjoyed this one. We've had a we've had a good time hanging out. I'm glad show. we got to do this one in person. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, man, have a have a good weekend. I'm gonna try, man. I'm really proud of you guys and all the hard work you put into yeah. the car. I know I was bragging on Charlie a lot earlier, but I'm you you and the old man uh, Dano have put in a ton of work too. So I know this has been an awesome day for you guys. So. Yeah. Enjoy it. I think Mary Beth probably got a little teary-eyed when she's seen the pictures of it running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you aren't alone. I'm going to go ahead and rat him out. I'm going to go ahead and rat him out. You, were, you weren't alone. He was crying, too. It was a good time. It was a good experience. Dad Thanks for a good show. Dad his nose or something. I don't know what. I was like, okay. Yeah, he said he had, a, he said he had something going on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Thanks for a good show, man. See you guys. Thanks, Night Shifters. See you. Thank you.